Welcome to the Mama Embodied Podcast with yours truly, Shayna Ray. I'm a somatic attachment coach and therapist that is absolutely dedicated to supporting your soul's evolution as you prepare and step into the prenatal, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Mama Embodied is a must-listen for mothers and mothers-to-be who are seeking support, community, and all of the tips and tricks to heal yourself so that you can raise secure, resilient kids that can thrive in this unpredictable world. This show is here to help you understand the power and impact of repairing your attachment system and how healing yourself on all levels, mind, body, and soul not only changes your life, but also shapes your future generation's lives to come. Through honest conversations around conscious parenting, effective attunement and communication, mental health, and physical well-being, we're going to explore the importance of embodying what you want your kids to learn so that you could be the one in the family line that stops the family-inherited trauma and creates a safe and loving foundation that your family can lean on. So join me and guest experts in the field as we embrace our stories, share our wisdom, and help you create a life full of well-being, joy, love, and connection with you and your loved ones. So mamas, let's get started. What's up, mamas? I am so excited to have you here. This has been such a long time coming and honestly a dream of mine to make a podcast. So I'm just so happy that it's finally here. You know, growing up, I was the weird kid that fucking loved interviews. Like an artist would drop an album and I would be on the lookout on TV. Yeah, because we didn't have YouTube back in the day. Back in my day, we didn't have web browsers that you see today. But I just always remember going to MTV or VH1 and just wanting to watch their interview about why they wrote the album, where they came from. I've always had such an interest with why people are the way they are and why they create what they create. And I thought a podcast would be an amazing way to do what I love most and give you guys access to so many incredible thought leaders and give you new perspectives on ways of being and living and moving in the world. Because one of the things I love most about living in a modern world is the fact that we have so much scientific research pointing to what improves our mental and physical well-being. And we can be the generations that stop family inherited trauma. Like, it can stop with us. And I don't think there's a more exciting fact than that. So something you might already see is that one of my passions in life is to show you that you can change your life and heal on all levels, mind, body, and soul. And when you change your life, it ripples and impacts all of your relationships, including the relationships you have with your kids, which is what we all want at the end of the day, right? So one of the things I've always been reflected as one of my gifts is being able to share my perspective of the world and help you find what aligns with your current circumstance. So that way you can take what resonates, leave the rest, and from that space, create your own nuggets of wisdom and see the world through that lens going forward. So my intention for this podcast is to be honest and raw and real with you so I can support your evolution. 
And specifically with this, obviously I'm in my 30s. I have an incredible husband and we're looking to start a family in the near future. And I feel like so much shit happens when we're in the middle of these transitions, like transition from high school to college, transition from college to being a young adult. And now for me, transition from being a young adult, or in other words, a maiden to a mother. And I've had a lot of setbacks when it comes to my health and why my husband and I haven't had a kid just yet. Well, we haven't even started trying because I've been recovering from chronic illness after a trauma I went through. But I am so close, you guys, so freaking close. I am manifesting baby Hughes in 2023. So all of that stuff will come in this episode because this episode is just, I want to share my heart, my story, like what led me to this point. So you know a little more about me, like what I'm now embodied in and through my trials and tribulations, what I really stand for. Because as crazy as the world is right now, I believe we're also in an incredibly exciting time where us women can come together to support, learn, and grow from one another, which in turn will completely change the trajectory of our lives and our future generations' lives to come. And... Quite honestly, that's why I'm so fucking fired up to create this podcast finally, because after supporting women from ages 18 all the way up to 65, I've come to find that every single person on this planet has so much beautiful power, but we weren't taught how to use that power. So that's what I'm here to teach you. You see, we have this amazing opportunity in life now to truly change how we think feel, and move in the world, which will in turn make the motherhood journey more empowering and the parenting journey more impactful. But it starts with our personal embodiment of doing the goddamn work, okay? (laughs) Because when we finally take ownership to learn how to process our vulnerable emotions, regulate our nervous systems, and bounce back from hard times, we get to pass on these teachings to our kids. And something I've learned through neuroscience, attachment, and interpersonal biology is the fact that kids don't learn through us lecturing them about this shit, okay? They learn through what we are modeling in our day-to-day lives because we have what's called mirror neurons. So when you start to learn how to move through the world with more ease, grace, and flow, parenting will be a lot easier, Because you are simply a transmission of what you want them to know. Like when you take the time to receive support for your basic needs, to learn how to move through your hard times, it ripples and impacts everyone you come into contact with for the better, just because you're personally embodied in your healing and transformation journey. Now, I'm sure there's some moms out there that are listening to this podcast and they're like, ooh, mama embodied, this sounds so interesting. There's a picture of a baby on the cover and this chick doesn't even have her own fucking kid, (laughs) okay? And I want to say I get it. (laughs) I totally understand. It's like, Shayna, who are you to tell me how to parent my kid when you haven't even had a kid just yet? And for the longest time, I really believed that to be true of like, if I don't have a kid, how the hell can I teach people this? And 
you know, this path was shown to me versus me finding it. Like I've said, I've supported women from ages 18 all the way up to 65. And the reflections I kept receiving from my clients that were moms, whether they just had a baby or had kids that were adults, they said that through the work that we were doing together, it was not only helping improve their quality of life and the way that they were moving in the world, but it was also helping them become a better mother. It was like through holding space for my clients and helping them learn how to process and metabolize their emotions all the way through, it allowed them to understand how to hold space for their kids in their emotions, in their hard times, which made the motherhood experience easier to navigate and less triggering. So I kept receiving these comments from my clients saying, Shayna, you don't have to have a kid to teach women this. Like what you're teaching me is now what I'm passing on to my kids and the parenting advice you're giving me actually works. (laughs) So I started to realize that I don't need to have a kid to know how the nervous system works, to know what the attachment system needs and how to meet a kid at every single developmental stage, because that's what I'm doing with my clients every single day. Like I'm literally playing the role of the ideal parent figure in my sessions so that my clients can repair the inner child in their nervous systems, which allows them to live a life with more ease because they're finally operating from the adult version of themselves more and more instead of the wounded inner child or what I like to call the inner children because we have more than one inner child in our system that got frozen in time. And One of the best reflections I got from a client that actually was one of the big catalysts that made me go, okay, I'm going to move forward with this was she said, Shana, the greatest heart surgeons in the world have never had heart surgery. You need to do this. And it was like, okay, like I love my clients so much. Like shout out to everyone that has um, really supported me and has encouraged me to go into this direction because, like I said, this wasn't initially what I was doing. I just wanted to help women break free from anxiety and depression and improve their self-esteem and confidence. And it just started to unfold in this beautiful way. So this is what made me realize how much power we have as women. And when we go first and heal our childhood trauma or learn how to process our emotions and regulate our nervous systems, like really take ownership for our mind, body, and soul, it impacts our kids. And we now have all this embodied wisdom we can easily teach them. And then we understand why our kids are acting the way they are. And we can empathize with them deeply because we've experienced that and now we understand the repair that needs to happen in order for them to feel seen, heard, and understood. So this is why this podcast is even called Mama Embodied. Because if we haven't been embodied in being held in our pain, whether that's anger or rage or sadness or grief or guilt or shame in an attuned way, it's going to be very dysregulating to hold your kid in that. And quite honestly, to keep it really simple, this is the only reason family inherited trauma keeps getting passed down. It's literally out of pure ignorance. Like no one knew the value of co-regulation and no parent was given the map of how to hold space for their kids and teach them how to process their emotions. But we have that research now. 
And this is why I'm always going to tell you that it's not selfish to put your needs first, mamas, because you're going to go through ups and downs in life just like your kid. And you deserve a place to be held and supported through your pain. So you have a hell of a lot more capacity to hold your kids in their pain. And on top of that, have this wisdom and all these tools and perspectives that you can give to your kids when they're moving through something. Like this is why it starts with us being personally embodied in this work. If it's really triggering to hold your kids in sadness and rage and their meltdowns, it's because you didn't get that as a kid. But what's so cool about repairing your attachment system, which is, side note, in other words, your emotional regulation system, is the fact that you can repair it at any age. So now that you're an adult, you have the power of choice. And you can come to someone like me that specializes in somatic and attachment work or join a community like the Soul Collective to learn how to give and receive co-regulation so that way you can finally process and release the energy of those past experiences that have been held in your body for far too long, which will start to release your triggers and allow you to develop the nervous system regulation and capacity to hold your kids in all of their emotions which is actually the thing that creates secure attachment in our children. And if you're thinking, what the fuck is she talking about between co-regulation and nervous system capacity to hold emotions, that's what I'm here to share with you. And I believe there's been a delay in my pregnancy journey, getting my health right from the chronic illness I face, which still will tell you that story in a little bit. I like to sidebar because I really want to drive this message home of what this is all about. And... I think I've had a delay because this is one of the gifts I'm here to bring to this world to support women with this understanding of attachment. Like I, because I've had this delay, I've had more space to work with clients, more space to do research, more space to work with the best of the best people in this field to really be embodied in this work, to really like I received this work myself. Like, I'm never going to teach something I'm not embodied in or moving through. Like, now that I've done the research, I've worked with mentors, I'm doing all of these client sessions, I'm so excited to finally give this information to you because this is the work that's going to change the trajectory of our future generations' lives. This is the work that's going to radically improve our mental health as a species. Like we finally have the scientific research and data and like clear proof that this work is the motherfucking shit (laughs) and it's going to make parenting and motherhood such a beautiful experience versus a draining one or dealing with all these hardships and not being able to go somewhere to receive support. Like nature requires balance as much as you give to your kids, you need to receive And this is the work that's just going to change everything. Now, it's so crazy to me that I'm even talking about all of this because if someone with a crystal ball came to me in college and told me that this was going to be my life, I would have said, no, it's not. I want my money back. Like, it's truly funny to me how things can shift so fast. Like, my life was truly heading in a completely different direction And what I've come to find is that that's the funny thing about alignment. 
Like if you're not doing what you're meant to do on this earth, I believe the universe kind of bitch slaps you into shape. <laughs> like things can get really hard and crazy and wild until you get the memo that you're meant for more and that you can take some self-responsibility to get there and get out of the pain because you have that power. Like you have the power to liberate yourself from any hardships that you're facing. And I just believe that the hardships that are put on your path are a part of your soul's contract. There, there were lessons you wanted to learn in this lifetime and you're getting them fucking dished out to you. <laughs> so you can either resist it and think life is happening to you or you can be like, oh, this is actually happening for me. I know we hear that corny phrase all the time, but the truth is it's fucking true. <laughs> like life is happening for you. And when you stop resisting it, like, cause there's still moments where I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like I'm fucking human. I'm always going to be real with you on this podcast. I'm never always like, this is happening for me. It's part of my soul's contract. No, there are moments where I'm like, fuck man, this sucks. And that lasts for about a day. And then I wake up, start over, get my shit together. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. Let me take some self-responsibility, see this as an opportunity to up-level because now that it's in my awareness, I can finally do something about it. And then I work it in session or on my own time and find a way to move through it. And guess what? I do move through it just like you and every hardship that you face in life. And it's like, damn, I just learned these incredible lessons. This was all meant for me if I can just get out of my own resistance or collapse, which sidebar will happen throughout your whole entire life. You know, that's why I always tell my clients you're going to forget and then you're going to remember and then you're going to forget and then you're going to remember for longer and longer periods of time. So we can actually be playful about this and not be so hard on ourselves because the truth is you're going to learn the same lesson over and over and over again in every single area of your life. And it's beautiful because we get to just embody these truths deeper and deeper. So anyways, the truth is I was so comfortable with my life after I graduated college, like so comfortable. I had the most cush job after actually a really long grueling job, but I found this job that was so mellow, worked less than six hours a day. Once I clocked out, I was fucking done. I was doing happy hours with my girlfriends almost every day because we worked East Coast hours on the West Coast. We even joke around to this day, like, what was our life? And the funny part is I knew it was so easy and I totally embraced it and milked it for as long as I possibly could because I personally really liked staying comfortable, but life wasn't going to let me stay comfortable because I think the universe knew I was meant for more and I, I signed up for something different than I was uh, going for. So in May of 2017, I lost my dad to suicide, and it was the event that shocked my nervous system to its fucking core and triggered my first dark night of the soul. I had no idea what a dark night of the soul was until someone explained it to me, and I'm like, oh, yes, that was a dark night of the soul. Now, my dad, who took his life, he battled with alcoholism for most of his life, and I didn't know that. You know, as a little one, you don't see the signs and symptoms until you get older. 
and reflect back on your childhood or even do somatic attachment work like I've done to process the implicit memories that I had stored in my body. And then you're like, oh shit, those are definitely clear signs. You know, a lot of the survival strategies we have today as adults were actually created by the way we had to move in the world when we were little with our parents. Now, one of the few conscious memories I do recall, because remember, our conscious mind, the one I'm using to talk to you, the one we use in our everyday life, only holds 5% of what's actually happened. The body is what holds the 95%, which is why the most incredible thing about this work is we don't need to recall the memories. We just have to be with the sensations and emotions that are happening in the body. This is why I'm going to always keep talking to you about co-regulation and somatic work and attachment work, because that's actually what helps us liberate the energy that's been held in the body. But the memory I do remember was the day my parents told me and my brother that my dad was having an issue with alcohol. And you know those memories where you're just like, I could watch this as if it were a movie. So I remember we were in our parents' bedroom and they like sat us down on the carpet, which I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, what, why did, like, what are we doing? We're just sitting on the floor in their bedroom. But I remember my mom and dad being like, hey, dad's not feeling very well so he's gonna go to rehab and I distinctly remember my brother was absolutely crushed and heartbroken over this because it was the first time my dad was going to miss his birthday and my brother was around 12 at this point so he was still a young kid and I just remember seeing the distress and disappointment and sadness on my brother's face. And that was what I was most concerned about in my head. Like my focus was on, is my brother going to be okay? What does being an alcoholic even mean? They keep calling this a disease. Is my dad going to recover from this? And quite honestly, as I look back on this memory now, this was a textbook response for the main survival strategy and personality pattern I used to fall into all of the time when I felt overwhelmed. And don't worry, we're actually going to dive into all things personality patterns and survival strategies in a whole other episode. There might be even a part two, a part three, because it's going to be so insightful for you to learn and understand because when you can expand your awareness to these different personality patterns we all have and what you tend to do in states of overwhelm, it will not only help you understand yourself on a deeper level and what you have the opportunity to repair in your life, it's also going to help you see the gifts you have in this world and understand other people on a deeper level which in turn will allow you to improve your attunement skills. So you'll really be able to meet people where they're at with so much more love and compassion and make your loved ones feel so much more seen, heard, and understood. And the best part, I haven't even mentioned it yet, is the fact that it's going to help you support your kids on a deeper level because it's going to help you understand what key elements are needed at every single developmental stage of life so your kids don't grow up with these deeply ingrained survival strategies that, quite honestly, most adults in this world have today. Now, I want to highlight that 
learning all this will not be here to give you an opportunity to go off on your parents, okay? Because remember, they didn't have this map when they were raising you. Like they had no fucking idea what the hell co-regulation was or how important it was to hold you in all of your emotions so that your mental health would be in tip top shape as you grew up. They also had no fucking idea that their unhealed childhood trauma was getting projected onto you. They had no awareness that the things that were triggering them were about their unhealed pain, right? So if your parents knew better, I'd like to think they would have done better. And you're going to hear me say this all the time because I want to highlight it's not like we're here to try to villainize our parents for the healing that we're doing. Okay. Now, do we need to feel our suppressed emotions and process what our parents didn't do for us growing up so we can actually improve our mental health as adults today? Yes. But the goal isn't to stay in the victim story. You know, I always like to talk to my clients about what a victim is and what a true creator is because, yes, when we're doing this attachment work, if you're working with a one on one somatic, therapist, yeah, you're processing these past experiences where you didn't get held in the way that you truly deserved as a kid. And so, yeah, we have to process how hard that was and how much pain we've been holding into our bodies, but we do it to liberate it so we can let it go. So when we finally take the time to process our past experiences and understand why it was impacting us today and repair it and now have this new way of being in the world, it's like, incredible wisdom. I keep saying wisdom because that's what it is. It's like we learn from our hardships and what we didn't get more than what went right. And so when we can learn and grow from those experiences, we can optimize our parenting and know what our kid needs that we maybe didn't receive. So it's just all about getting better and building more and more awareness every generation because that's how we grow and up level as a species. And the beautiful thing is now that we have these beautiful maps and incredible research to back this information up, we can attune to an infant, a toddler, a child, a teenager, a young adult so much better than any past generation ever did before. So we get to take advantage of it. And I just can't wait to continue to share all of this with you, clearly. Like I've said, this is the work I've done on myself and with my clients, and it's the best work that you could do for yourself to prep for parenting and motherhood, in my opinion. Now, moving back to my story. So when I got that news that my dad was an alcoholic and that he was going to go to rehab, I had this inner knowing just drop in that knew that I wasn't going to have my dad for most of my life. And at the time I thought it was just maybe me being a little over dramatic and preparing for the worst. So that way, if it did happen, if my dad wasn't going to be here all my life, like it would be easier to process the grief or something. Like I was really big on like, okay, I don't want this to be a shock. So I'm going to just prepare for it. So as a kid, I literally would put on sad music late at night and just bawl my eyes out. And I remember always waking up feeling so good and refreshed. And I think at the time I thought I was preparing to process grief, but I think unconsciously I just knew that feeling more vulnerable emotions like sadness or anger actually 
helped manage stress. And it was helping me manage the stress I was dealing with at home as a kid, especially with my dad coming in and out of rehab, my parents' fights, and also keeping all of this shit a family secret. I had to pretend like everything was fine on the outside when shit was going down. And I couldn't talk to anyone about this besides my brother. Now, I want to highlight, I didn't have this like horrible, horrible childhood. I actually had a really beautiful and privileged life. And I really understood why my family wanted to keep it a secret. We wanted to protect my dad. We didn't want anyone to see him in any other way. And what I didn't realize at the time is that when we keep something a secret, you know, we're suppressing what's actually going on. And my family always taught me to look at the silver lining, to look at the positives. And I am really grateful that that has always been my natural, like, autopilot response is to look at the good. But what I've learned in my healing journey is that when we spiritually bypass, we just suppress all of the pain. You know, in life, we're going to have shit that goes south. And if we keep suppressing it, that's what causes nervous system dysregulation and mental health disorders when we grow up. So I understand why my parents did what they did and always tried to keep me in like, but look at all the positives and I'm grateful for that. But what I want you to see is that nature requires balance. Like we have positive and negative emotions, good times and bad times. And not only is it an important skill set to look at the good and look at the positives, it's also an important skill set to honor the hard times and process the negative emotions so we can feel good for longer and longer periods of time. So to be honest, I look back at my little self and I'm just like, damn, she was so fucking smart and really acted like an adult in these certain little ways. And quite honestly, I wish I took that emotional release tool with me as I started to grow up because maybe my first dark night of the soul wouldn't have been as crazy and intense, but maybe it all also happened for a divine reason to get me to this point. So to get this story really moving along, my dad took his life Memorial Day weekend, and it was a week before my 25th birthday, which was so wild to me because I had that gut feeling at 10 years old that I wasn't going to have my dad for the majority of my life, but I never thought it was actually going to happen. So it just made it even more devastating and shocking. Now, although my dad's alcoholism and later on prescription drug addiction got worse and worse as I grew up... I just have to name the fact that my dad had the biggest heart. And I think that's why all of this has taken such a long time for me to process. Because me and my dad had a really unique relationship and a deep understanding of each other. Like, I don't think many people saw or realized how close me and my dad actually were. So growing up, I always had a lot of empathy and compassion for my dad and what he was going through. I think a lot of people, when they're dealing with an alcoholic, they get frustrated and think, oh, like, why can't they just get better? But I never looked at it that way. Like, I knew at a very young age 
that my dad was masking a lot of pain from his childhood and how he was treated in certain scenarios throughout his life. So I had a certain level of awareness to understand that turning to alcohol was just a trauma response. It was a way to cope with the unpleasant thoughts and feelings that he was having on a daily basis. And any relapse he had or anything he did that wasn't very ideal, I never saw it as this like purposeful, hurtful act towards me. Like I knew he was in so much pain. Like he would tell me about these things and he just didn't have the capacity to stretch his awareness and really see what it was like being on the other side of it. You know, his suppressed pain was just all he could see and he didn't know what to do. Like a lot of humans experience in this world, right? Like most people aren't taught about attachment trauma and we've all faced attachment trauma. There's these little nuances that can happen in childhood that can seem so small, but can actually impact our nervous systems in such deep ways and impact the way we move in the world as adults from the thoughts we think to the way we process emotions to the looping belief systems that quite literally change the way we see the world. Like we're all viewing the world through such a different perspective based on our past experiences. And what's crazy to me is as I've gotten into this mental health profession and have learned everything I've learned, there's just so much information out there. I'm like, damn, if I could have given my dad all this information, if he could have worked with an attachment therapist, things would have been so different. Like so different. And as hard of a pill that is to swallow thinking that if he did this work, he would still be here. I think it had to happen this way as fucked up as it was because it's what triggered my dark night of the soul. It's what helped me start to read all these books around attachment and nervous system regulation and neuroscience. And now I have the understanding and knowledge and embodiment to help support other people. So this doesn't keep happening because the truth is when you look at the statistics, suicide numbers are continuing to rise for all ages. Anxiety and depression symptoms are continuing to rise. And also, anxiety and depression symptoms are starting to show up in kids. There are kids at four years old dealing with anxiety and depression. Like, these numbers are so sad to look at, but the truth is, we can do something about it. And there's so much incredible research and scientific information out there that is showing us what we can specifically do so our mental health can radically improve. And it all starts with how we were raised and how we learned how to process our emotions. And so if we're looking at the attachment system, it's hardwired into your neurobiology by the age of two. But the cool thing is, thanks to neuroplasticity, we can repair it at any age. And so if us adults can go first... If we can finally take the time to recognize that our earliest childhood experiences are actually the root cause for the triggers and dysregulation that we have as adults today, then we can finally start to repair our attachment systems. And when we do that, we become embodied in this healing work. 
which makes it so much easier to understand what our kids need at every single stage of life and actually have the capacity to hold them in everything and anything that they go through instead of getting constantly triggered and overwhelmed by them, which will in turn give our kids the skill sets that will allow them to thrive so much better in adulthood. Because the research points to the fact that when we can finally provide the elements of secure attachment to our kids, which is making them feel safe, seen, and soothed in all of their vulnerable emotions like anger and sadness and grief, it impacts their mental health in the most beautiful ways. The science proves And I mean proves that they are going to bounce back from harder times with more ease because they have a greater ability to cope with stress in life. They're going to have improved emotional regulation, improved nervous system regulation, higher self-esteem, closer friendships with their peers, and even more trusting and loving romantic partnerships in adulthood. They're going to have greater social competence, have more empathy and compassion towards people, more leadership qualities, happier and better relationships with other family members, greater trust in life, more resiliency, like so much good happens when we learn these skill sets and teach them to our kids. Now, my absolute favorite part about doing this work is that studies show that you only have to get these elements of secure attachment, quote unquote, right with your kids 30% of the time. Yeah, you heard me right. Three, zero, less than half of the time that you are with your kid, you have to get it right. So what I love about this fact is that it releases the guilt, the shame, and the fear of Am I doing this parenting thing right or am I just going to fuck up my kid? And it's like, no, you're not. And once you understand this general framework, you're going to be well beyond 30%. Because even on those days where your stress cup is overflowing and you accidentally blow up on your kids, you actually have the opportunity to repair that easily. So your kids receive elements of secure attachment when you are beautifully emotionally attuned and when you fuck up and come back to apologize and repair it. So learning all this will truly set up your kids for so much success as they grow up. And that's why you're going to see on my social media accounts that I like to call this embodied parenting. Because if we can start to take ownership for our triggers, heal our childhood trauma, and reparent ourselves, we're going to be able to hold space for our kids in that attuned, loving way that they deserve. And we will be able to give them beautiful, empowering insights on how to move through the harder times in life, which will make them more resilient. Because this work isn't about avoiding hard times. It's about teaching them that they have the capacity to move through it and get to the other side. So as you can tell, I get pretty excited and fired up about all of this because there's so much good that can come from embodied parenting and learning secure attachment and learning how to process your emotions. And after working with so many women, I get it. There's so much fucking information out there and so many opinions and so many different styles of parenting. And what I want to give you here is a general framework, an overall map versus something that's so rigid and specific. So that way you can also trust your intuition. Like, 
mamas out there, you have incredible intuition and you know your kids better than anyone else could. So when you get the overall map, it's so much easier to use your intuition with a general framework versus really getting nitpicky on specifics. And when you actually receive support, whether it's in a community setting or one-on-one support and you learn how to process these emotions with somebody, it's even easier to hold your kids in their emotions and all the things that can arise in childhood. And that's also why on this podcast, you're going to learn how to support your mind, body, and soul because nervous system regulation is so important as we hold our kids through their highs and lows, their temper tantrums, their pure joy, all of the things. We need to be regulated and we need to be able to take care of our needs, how to support our physical bodies, how to support our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies, right? So you're going to be able to get all the tools and tips to support you because when your cup is filled, you can support others so much better. Now, it's kind of funny. I haven't really fully dove into my story, went on a little bit of a side tangent here and there, but I think it's so divine because my intention for this first episode was to help you understand what Mama Embodied is all about and give you a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about. So to wrap everything up, I'm going to try to go through my full story and I'll send you on your way. And I just want to share my story so you understand like where I came from, how I even got into this work or how this work found me. So when I got that call in May of 2017 that my dad passed away, I booked the first flight out to Bend, Oregon, where he lived at the time. And those two weeks were just really, really heavy. You know, my parents were divorced at that time. So my brother and I had to sign all the paperwork, get the death certificates, pick his cremation box, move him out of his house and see where it actually happened. It was just a really dark time. And as our family is handling all these logistics, we're all grieving and processing the shock of losing our dad. Now, after those two weeks were up, I flew home, went back to work, and I tried my best to move on from the grief. Like, in my mind, I was this good vibes only, half glass full type of gal. So I literally had the mindset of like, my dad wouldn't want me to be stuck grieving. He would want me to live my life and succeed in ways he couldn't and push through and it's going to be okay. So that's what I tried to do. I tried to suppress the grief as much as I could. I didn't like the idea of people seeing me in pain. I even had my two best friends give me this like beautiful wellness gift basket and I got triggered by it. I was like, guys, I don't need any more support. This is really nice, but like, I'm good. And I want to give that girl the biggest hug because she wasn't good and she was trying so hard to be okay and look like she was fine on the outside that she didn't realize how much was going on on the inside. And three months later, I woke up to my very first panic attack and it was just so terrifying. I have had never dealt with anxiety until this point or I never thought I experienced anxiety. And so it was just such a another shock to the system. I had a hard time even telling my husband, well, boyfriend at the time. And all of a sudden from the panic attacks turned into physical health issues and 
ringing ears and burning skin. So I went to Western medical doctors and was getting all my blood work done, all these tests done, and they said I looked completely fine. And so they said it was all in my head. And there is nothing worse than enduring so much physical and emotional pain to be told like something's in your head. And the only thing they were offering were really heavy, heavy antidepressants. And I just didn't want to go down that route because my dad went down that route and I saw how it affected his life and I just knew that there was another way. So I kept searching for different holistic answers and eventually six months later, I found a functional medicine doctor that did find a clear diagnosis that I had toxic mold exposure and it was actually from a water damaged building I was working in. There was a handful of us that were sick And the way my doctor explained it was all these toxins were coming into my body. So it was a loaded gun and losing my dad the way I did was the trigger that ignited all of these symptoms. And so I decided to take the holistic detox route, but the detox process was even more painful. At this point, I could barely get out of bed or walk. It was so hard to put on clothes like fuck jeans. I could not wear jeans. It was so rough on my skin. And ice packs were the only thing that got me through the day. And so dealing with all this anxiety, being depressed, being in so much pain, I became suicidal. When you endure that much physical pain and you're trying everything you possibly can to get better and nothing's working, it's really depressing. And I just remember when I touched into that phase of my life of being suicidal and just not knowing what to do. I also had a part of me that's like, no, you, you can fucking do this. Like, you're going to figure this out. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other one day at a time. And I had an incredible husband. Holy shit. He just had so much belief that I could do it too. And so every single day I went to my desk and did research and started to look at how people were healing themselves. I read Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I just got so obsessed with researching. I had nothing to lose. You know, I lost my job because I couldn't go into the office. It was like, this is going to be your full-time fucking job. And as I tried all these different healing modalities, I finally created an action plan that healed my chronic anxiety, depression, and was starting to heal my physical health symptoms. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like we are so powerful and this information isn't easily accessible. So I started to get all the certifications for all of the therapies that were supporting me, like RTT, hypnotherapy, breathwork, sound healing. I created this online course and it ended up becoming this three-month therapy program where people could learn how to rewire their subconscious mind, process their emotions, really have a deep understanding of how their brain actually works so they could rewire belief systems, regulate their nervous systems, and finally heal. And that program was called the Transformation Accelerator Program. And I will cherish that time of my life forever because it's what saved my life and gave me purpose in this world. And shout out to all of my past clients. I was blessed with the most fucking incredible clients through that program. And it's what allowed me to become a six-figure business owner in my first year of business And I don't say that to be like, look at me, look at how much money I make. No, it's just, 
after all those years, after day, after day, after day of all this research, leaning into my edges, trying so many different healing modalities, it was just so fulfilling to me that the work that I was doing could ripple and impact other women too. And so as that program continued to run for a couple of years, a lot of women wanted to continue the journey together. And so that's where I created the Soul Collective, which is this group that we still have to this day. And we meet once a week, every week. And I teach them what I learned beyond tap. Like I always thought about, okay, after I learned everything I learned in tap, what was the next up level for me? And the next up level for me was learning attachment repair, learning co-regulation, learning deeper levels of energy work. And that is why I co-facilitate that container with my very first mentor, Felicia Gualda, who even got me into that work. And I'm so excited. She's going to be the very first official interview episode for this podcast. So stay tuned very, very soon. We're going to chat because maybe we're opening up the Soul Collective to the public. You know, it was originally for my TAP alumni only, but I retired the TAP program. So we had some ideas that we've been working on behind the scenes so that we can give more people access to this because it's truly been so special creating this community with the women that we've had in the container for the past year. And now we're really excited to expand it and grow it because this community, quite honestly, is like nothing I've ever seen on the market before. And the reason I say that is because this container truly brings back the magic, the wisdom, and the resource that we used to have when we lived in tribes back in the day. But we get to bring it into the modern world with an elevated twist through tech. So no matter where you are, you have access to this, which is so needed in my opinion. Because the truth is there's no such thing as having a perfectly regulated nervous system 24-7, okay? Like, life happens, we have good times, and we have bad times. And when you have kids, you are most definitely not going to be regulated all the time. Which is why it is so important to receive co-regulation as much as we need to give it to our kids. So the Soul Collective just finally gives you that opportunity to not only learn that skill set but to also receive it so that you can show up so much better in the world because you have a place to go to get your cup filled. So I'll save that for the next episode, but clearly very excited to share it with you. So to wrap up my personal story, I just got so excited about learning more about attachment trauma and attachment repair because it was the work that was radically changing my life after I learned everything I learned in the Transformation Accelerator program. And it was the deepest work I've ever done that made such beautiful, tangible shifts. And hearing my clients saying how it made them better mothers and that I meant to do this work, like like I talked about, like this work found me. I never anticipated that clients were going to come back to me and tell me that the skill sets they were learning in session were making them a better mother. And as I reflect on my practice, I've also helped so many women break free from postnatal anxiety and depression. I just feel like this is where I belong and I'm finally ready to get this party started here. So I'm fucking amped because the best part about this podcast and this work is that 
it's never too early or too late to do this kind of work. I mean, I have clients in their early 20s doing this to improve their quality of life, which is just so amazing to me. Like they are going to be the most incredible mothers when that time comes. And I work with women in their 60s that have not only improved their quality of life, but have repaired their relationships with their kids in such beautiful ways. So I can't wait to give you all of this good, incredible information to empower you, to help you understand that you can improve the quality of your life. You have all the power in the world and all you need is someone to teach you the skill sets to move through your hard times with more ease and to feel good for longer and longer periods of time because we need the both. And I always tell my clients there's so much freaking power in holding duality because when you know you can move through the hard times and you feel more and more safe to rest in the good, you're fucking unstoppable. So I can't wait to be on this journey with you and to be able to have these conversations and share everything I know with you so you can feel empowered to live a life with more ease, grace, and flow. Now, I know I said fuck a lot in this episode. It's just how I talk, but I know on a podcast it gets a little meh, so I'll try to turn the fucks down. I'll get better as I go with this, and I'm just so excited to have you here. So I will see you in the next episode, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, please share it with them. And if you're loving these conversations, make sure to subscribe and leave me a review on what you love about the show so I can keep the good vibes coming your way. And speaking of reviews, I also have something really, really special that I want to gift to you. Over the past couple of years, I've created a prenatal, pregnancy, and postnatal wellness guide that I continue to update and evolve. And trust me, you're going to want to have this resource by your side. It covers everything from my supplement recommendations to grocery lists for every phase of the journey to detox protocols to prep for pregnancy to mental health support to discount codes to non-toxic living tips to spiritual rituals to connect to your baby and so much more. So basically, it's the motherfucking shit and it's a Google Doc. So rest assured, every time you click into it, it's the most up-to-date version. So if you want a copy of your own, it's super, super simple. Just leave a review for the Mama Embodied podcast, screenshot the review, and email it to Shayna at ShaynaRayTherapy.com. So that's Shayna, S-H-A-I-N-A at ShaynaRayTherapy, S-H-A-I-N-A-R-A-E-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com, and I'll send you that free copy. Now, in case no one told you today, I want you to know that you're doing a fucking incredible job and the world is so much better with you in it. So thank you for being here and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.